Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome back to the Palmetto Report. Today, we will be talking about the uh, Winthrop transition to a laptop campus. Today, Marley and I are joined by Dr. Andrew Bessmer and my friend Michael Rego. So briefly, before we start, I'd like to go around and have everyone introduce themselves. I'm Andrew Bessmer. I'm an associate professor of computer science here at Winthrop. I teach some of the web development classes and uh, databases, things like that. And I am Michael Rego. I am a computer science major, uh, DIFD minor. Okay, so um, as some of you may know, Winthrop has recently transitioned to a laptop campus, meaning laptops will be required of students from next year forth. Um, so, Dr. Besmer, what, from what I understand, you are very adamant on the change. How do you think this will impact the campus and its students? So, I think it is an important change. I think where we're going as a society is towards this type of setup. So, if you think about, like, I dropped my kid off this morning, every morning, he's in kindergarten, and uh, his backpack is packed with his lunch. It's got his homework folder, and it's got his, you know, mask. He still wears a, a mask to school. And... Um, in his hand is a laptop bag, and every kindergarten student has a laptop that they take home uh, with them. In fact, every student K through 12 in Rock Hill actually also is assigned a laptop to, to take home with them. And he does, you know, all sorts of things with that. He's actually got homework that he's supposed to do on it where he actually fills out. He creates videos, believe it or not, for his teachers to uh, grade and assign. He uh, participates in Zoom sessions. He knows how to log in, log out of that thing. I mean, it's, you know, it's kindergarten. <laughs> that's, where they're, that's where they're bringing them. And I, I think if you think back to the types of technology that we had in campuses in the past, you know, where you have, you know, some of the older professors remember, you know, clear sheets that people would write on, you know, and they had overhead projectors and you'd put those clear sheets on there and would shine up onto the wall and you'd be writing on that. I mean, that's, that's now replaced with iPads and, you know, laptops that fold over 360 and you have active digitizers and things like that. So it's, you know, technology has, has moved on. So, how do you think this will impact the campus? So I'm actually pretty excited about the impact of campus. So from a, I mean, obviously as a faculty, I'm thinking about my classes and, and other classes. It does open up new pedagogical techniques. So some of the things that you couldn't do before, you can now do in the classroom, right? So everybody having access to a laptop means I can have them get on and do an assignment on there, engage with material. Um, if I were an accounting professor, I might be having them do things with you know, spreadsheets or, or that sort of thing. I think what it'll be used for in each classroom, though, and with each faculty member is going to depend on what that discipline is and, and what makes sense in that discipline. So um, I don't presume to be able to know all the ways that people will use it, but I am excited about all the ways that it, it's going to be used. And then from a uh, campus sort of you know perspective, by opening up the ability for students to have access to that technology, they can start to work you know when and where they want. Like as I was walking from my office, which is literally across the other side of campus to this side, you know, you see students out there and they're, you know, in these hammocks and they're just like, you know, they're on laptops and they're sitting there doing their work and uh, engaging in course material. I hope they're engaging in course material. I assume they're engaging in course material um, out there. So um, I'm excited about all that kind of, to, you know, stuff too, from an institutional perspective. Um, so there is a lot of benefits to uh, the transition to laptop campus. Um, Michael, I know that you don't, use a laptop. Um, so how would you say this impacts yourself and other students who don't have a laptop readily available? Well, well first I'd like to say that uh, I, I'm, I'm very uh, appreciative of the reasoning for a laptop campus. Uh, these, these, this is a perspective that, that is new to me as well. I, I wasn't aware of this uh, 
sort of this um, the thought that was put into this. I only saw the email that went out. And I'm also in a bit of a unique position where I am a computer science student who, you know, my major kind of requires that I have um, technology of my own that I'm familiar with. I have a desktop computer, which is completely sufficient for my needs as far as I understand. It is it's upgradable. It's I can keep it managed. I've had the same desktop since uh, since before college, and I've you know put poured money into it to keep it managed up to this point. Um, but the requirement for me to get a laptop seems a little bit redundant. Um, my desktop is completely functional. Anything that I would need a, la- a laptop for at the moment can be satisfied by me going to the lab. Um, my computer science classes that would require me to have a laptop or some kind of device, I can I can just go to the lab and get the same thing done. I, I understand that isn't available to every student, um, I, and, and I don't necessarily have an answer for those students either. Um, it's a completely selfish thing for me to say, like, oh, we don't need laptops. Because I understand we we do need laptops. Like, I can understand why laptops are important. Um, maybe, though, the laptops might serve as a tool to ensure that a remote system can work better. What, how I envisioned this this working, and maybe it'll work like this, maybe it won't. Um, how I envision it working, though, is Winthrop has already seen that a remote um, campus, for the most part, there's there's some kinks that need to be worked out, but for the most part, a remote campus is functional, minimally functional. Um, everyone being required to have a laptop might mean that Winthrop can make the remote option more robust so that, um, you know, Students that maybe can't make the, the 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 trip here, or maybe that don't find it necessary to take the trip here, or maybe students somewhere, uh, potential students somewhere off in South Carolina or beyond, might want to take a, you know, enroll in a program at Winthrop and do it remotely. Well, with this requirement that you have to have a laptop, that requirement existing as a Winthrop policy means that they have an excuse to make the remotes the remote system more robust because you can't be like well I don't have uh, I don't have the technology to do this so you need to make you need to like pull back on the remote stuff now Winthrop can say well you have to have a laptop so we can make the the remote stuff as robust as we want and that might I can see how that might be a benefit um, but as for in-person classes I I personally, can't see the implementation of laptops being like game changing. At best, as far as I understand, at best it's uh, it's it's going to be a a hurdle. Like it's only going to be a hurdle for people that don't already have laptops. And at worst, it's going to cause uh, distraction. There are I already see students. Um, yeah, not not in this year so much, but when I first came here, uh, my freshman year. There are already students that uh, didn't care and were on their phone all class. This is another excuse for them to, to do that. Um, and since everyone has a laptop, it's not even suspicious for someone to be on their laptop during class because everyone's supposed to have their laptops out. Right. So um, what do you think can be done by Winthrop, Dr. Besmer, 
for the students who do not have ready availability for these laptops or even the accessibility? Yeah, so I mean, uh, you bring up a lot of good points. I mean, there certainly there's the redundancy issue. And as you pointed out, we do get some benefits in terms of the ability to, you know, again, carry out new types of pedagogical techniques and things like that. Um, we have thought a lot about the students who cannot uh, afford, really, to be able to comply with uh, a laptop requirement. I mean, if you if you look at Winthrop and, you know, the student makeup that we have, we're an incredibly diverse university. I mean, we're, we're probably one of the more, if not the most um, diverse set of students uh, in the state of South Carolina. And not all of our students really come from you know, backgrounds even where they have a, a desktop at home. I mean, that's, I, I, I know of students in my classes when we first made that switch back in March 2020. Um, I know of students in my classroom who, who did not have access to a computer at home. They didn't have access to internet at home. So um, it is important that we keep that in mind. And we've, we've talked a lot about that. So some of the things uh, that, that we've done to, to try to help in that regard I mean, the labs themselves are not going away right away. Like we're not, you know, now that everybody's got a laptop, let's, you know, shut down all the labs. Um, we will start, I think, looking at those from the point of view of, you know, well, which labs make sense to keep open. But I think that some set of labs always will remain open for students who, who need those. It doesn't really help, though, with the faculty who are wanting to use the laptops in class, right? So um, part of the excitement for, you know, me is like that now I can have you do some stuff uh, in class with it. And from that point of view, we have been building out and we started this program back in March 2020 when we first went remote. Um, we've been building up and building out this program for uh, what we call the laptop loaner program. And it's a semester based loan system that we can uh, utilize for students who really need to get access to a laptop uh, in their, uh, you know, for use in their coursework. And you can use the, the laptop all semester. It's, it's totally free. And we've got and have building, been building up a supply of laptops for that program that will be able to serve, I think, somewhere between 2 to 3% of the student body. So can we meet 100% of the laptops that are necessary for all students? And no, absolutely not. Um, but for those who are, I think, most in need, who really, truly can't afford to comply, we're, we're going to be able to deal with a non-trivial number of those students. Um, additionally, we, you know, we've been looking at ways that you can try to use if you have scholarships and things like that, um, your financial aid for those things. Um, I want to be clear that, you know, adjusting the cost of attendance, which is one of the things we've done, doesn't give you more financial aid, but if you do have it, it will, you know, help you to, to try to spend that money towards those things. So, you know, need-based scholarships or, um, even, uh, merit-based scholarships, uh, could help then be put towards, uh, those supplies. So we've got, uh, that was increased for freshmen. And if you're a returning student, uh, like uh, actually all of, all of you are, um, then you'd be able to apply for a one-time adjustment to the cost of attendance, which would cover the, uh, cost of the laptop. Now that is an incredibly important decision that people need to think through, uh, because if, you know, financial literacy obviously is extremely important today. And I think probably, if I had to guess, you guys more than even my generation that went through are more aware of, you know, the, the financial uh, implications of, you know, taking on more student debt and things like that. Yeah, so it's, it's an important thing to think about because, you know, rolling that into, you know, a student loan, you know, that carries out that, that burden over, you know, whatever your repayment years is. So if it's 10 years, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's over 10 years. If it's, if it's, uh, 
if it's, you know, if you needed, if you had larger amounts of loans, you might, you know, even carry that out to 20 or something. So, or larger. So, you know, there are, there are implications from that point of view, but we, we've really tried to focus on that problem. And like I said, I think we'll be able to deal with about two to 3% of the student body who's going to need them and and just can't afford to do it. Gotcha. Um, So do you think this accessibility of laptops, you talked about the transition from March, 2020, um, do you think it'll be more of a regression into a distance learning or it'll just be more accessibility, say, of like a recorded thing at home that you can go back and watch? So I, I think the exciting part to me is actually not the uh, fully push to remote, although I, I do think there, I, you know, as a, as a person who embraces technology, I do think that that's part of the future picture of higher education. Students do, I think, want some amount of online classes uh, that they can take that, you know, frees up their schedule to be able to get into, you know, classes that are maybe more locked into, you know, certain certain days and times and things like that. Um, but I'm actually more excited about what you can do in the classroom. So as you go into, you know, if you look at a class that I, I've been pushing this, this semester just to kind of, you know, pilot test it almost in, in my class. And there were students in my class who needed to go rent uh, a loaner laptop through the the program, all of them were able to get that. So hundred percent of them have it. We, you know, have them get in little groups and work together in groups on lab assignments and we're using cloud-based technology. So they're going out to the, uh, I guess, a, a, a mini cloud, if you would, it's a virtual desktop and they go out to that virtual desktop. One of them sort of in control, but any of the other people in the group at any time can take over that control, right? So they're all looking at the same thing. They're all talking about, um, what's going on. And then, it, you know, at some point, like maybe, you know, UKJ, you're like, I don't know what's going on. I'm not sure what the command is. But then Marley, she's like, oh, I totally know what's going on. Let me take over it. Right. And so then she takes over and, and does it. And those, those types of things are not possible currently in, uh, but just a few of the classrooms on campus, right? Just basically lab-based classrooms. And now uh, as we move forward, it will be possible in any classroom. I mean, basically any classroom you can go to as long as there's a wireless signal, Again, we're, we're working on that as a university. Um, you, you'll be able to do those types of things. That, so that's, that's what's really exciting to me. Do you think that the laptop requirement will affect enrollment at all? We are cognizant and we're cognizant of that potential. Um, absolutely. Anytime you um, increase the cost of attendance, um, you know, transparently saying, you know, now that we're asking for a laptop, it might cost a little more to come here. Um, yeah, that's a factor that plays into a lot of students' uh, decision about where they want to, uh, you know, attend university. And right. Well, I think that's a good that's a good place to end it. Um, this has been the Palmetto Report. Uh, thank you all for joining us.